You're listening to the Loot Before You Loot podcast, where we discuss our favorite games from past and present, and all the latest news, rumors, and announcements from the world of gaming. Stay tuned and follow us to never miss an episode. Hello, everyone out there in the gaming universe. We come in peace from Loot Before You Leap. I don't know what I'm on about. Uh, I'm sorry. Episode 13 of Loot Before You Leap. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> Bruce, what are we talking about today? Without choking. You know, stop eating sweets when you're trying to do your little <laughs> intro. It's like, it's you. You got me there. was not expecting you to go, we come in peace. Um, so today it's our regular viewing. We'll be discussing all the biggest news and announcements from the last week in gaming industries, including Microsoft Zen um, ZeniMax acquisition. Get that right. Get that word right. Uh, the new Left 4 Dead DLC. Amazon Luna and the insane pre-order scenario for the Xbox Series X and PS5. It's a packed show. It's a very packed show. We have a lot to talk about because it's been a very busy week in gaming. I mean, we're just after the last week because obviously it's Monday. That's pointless saying that because if you listen to this in the future, you'll be confused now why I've said that. Um, well, we are recording on a Monday. Uh, and obviously everything is now... The news travels so quick. This stuff is is no longer hot off the press. It's kind of like warm. It's it's tepid at the moment. But it's still very big news, isn't it? You know, this stuff is 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 game-changing. There's things happening out there that are blowing people's minds. And there's there's other things that are just sort of like... Oh, that's, that's good to know. Uh, but the first thing is a very big thing. An incredibly big thing. This could change the future of the next generation. Uh, and what is it, Bruce? You've just said, but let's remind everyone. <laughs> so... Microsoft has brought Zenimax Media. And who is Zenimax Media? So, Zenimax Media is actually the parent company, uh, and you will know them most likely for owning Bethesda. And what did Bethesda do? (laughs) (laughs) So, they do some of our favourite games. So, they do Fallout, they do Elder Scroll, Wolfenstein, Dishonored, Prey, and more titles. So, they, they do a lot of AAA titles. I can't remember, can you remember, how many studios have Microsoft actually acquired by buying ZeniMax? They've acquired technically nine. Nine studios, because there's loads. There's, I think there's one called like Machineworks, I think there's ID Software, there there's is... There's something like Rough Dog Media or something. Yeah, there's, there's quite a few. So, you know, like Bruce has said, these guys have got their hands on some of the biggest... The biggest franchises in gaming, Elder Scrolls, Fallout, Wolfenstein, Dishonored Prey, there's, there's loads in there, and these are some of the biggest... Fallout is huge especially for us um and microsoft sauntered along put down seven and a half billion dollars and well, hey they own zenimax i like the fact that i saw a stat online saying that the deal in monetary value was literally nothing to microsoft like these guys are worth about a trillion dollars and to them this was like us popping out for a coffee it's nuts when you really think about it. And I saw someone saying, you know, they have these the, the console wars and stuff. And I saw someone commenting saying, you know what? Why does Microsoft not just buy Sony? Could you imagine how crazy that would be? But it's possible, right? Could you imagine if they just turned around one day and went, ah, you know what? Let's bring all our eggs into one basket. We'll buy Sony. Yeah, but then they have to buy Sony. And Sony, I expect, would be like, well, you can do, but it's going to cost you one hell of a penny. 100 billion dollars that's still a slow day for microsoft that is still a slow day yeah that's true so yeah they could completely just buy them outright i suppose yeah they got the capital but anyway it's, it's a big thing um 
obviously the first thing that comes up for a lot of people is the, the thought that oh no fallout 5 or elder scrolls 6 and so on and so forth is now going to only be coming to xbox that's not the case uh, so todd howard who's like the big head honcho over at bethesda he has said that it's going to be a case by case well sorry a game by game basis some will be exclusive but others will be multi-platform we've seen plenty of examples where um you know games that are originally meant for exclusive basis you know whatever i'm trying to say like like horizon zero dawn and things like that they do eventually come out on other stuff you know like titanfall was supposed to be exclusive to xbox and it was for the first release and then after that it came out on everything I think it's going to be like that. We might see timed exclusivity, which is by no means a, a, a rare thing in the gaming world. I can imagine Fallout 4, sorry, Fallout 5. I'll get it first on Xbox One. My God, I'm on an absolute roll today. Xbox Series X. We're actually going to get into that later on, the stupid naming conventions for the Xbox. Um, so they could say, oh yeah, get it like a month early, you know, and then we'll roll it out on PlayStation 5 and such. But it's not going to be, you know, it's they'd be shooting themselves in the foot, wouldn't they, if they made it exclusive just to Xbox? You got, you got to think, haven't you, Bruce? I mean, it depends on which way you come from on it. Because if it's exclusive to Xbox, I can still get it on PC because I can get it through the Xbox Store on the PC. So the, the only platform they'd really be cutting out is the PS5 and Nintendo, if Nintendo have any of those games, which they do. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess, I guess. But, but when you're saying the only platform they'd be cutting out, it's the biggest platform. Like, there's millions of pre-orders already. I mean, we're going over it later. There's already millions of pre-orders on PS5. They would be apps. They would be halving their user base. Yeah, but like you said, it's not a drop in the ocean to Microsoft. So maybe that's the whole point. Maybe they are trying to dry up some of the pool of Sony by doing that. I mean, I guess I don't know. I mean, seven point five billion. If you think about it, that's a lot more than they paid for any other company. So Mojang, who makes Minecraft, I think it was like two point five mil. It, uh, it was. It was Bill. It was a couple of billion. I think they paid. I don't think not. Oh yeah, sorry, two point five bill. Sorry, not mil. What am I on about? Which arguably is that's a different ball game altogether because that's one game exactly. So and you think of the, the 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 shrewd acumen they've. But I I always find things like this really strange because to me this has just come out of the blue. I don't follow the inner workings of you know the business of the gaming industry, so I don't know if this has been something in the water for ages or if they literally just turned around one day and went, you know what we should do? We should start buying up massive developers. They could do. You know, you might get someone swoop in now. Imagine if PlayStation, because PlayStation have always had a very strong relationship with Ubisoft and every game that came out in the past, it always had PlayStation-only benefits. Could you imagine? I mean, they they wouldn't. But could you imagine if Sony just turned around and go, you know what? Yep, we've just acquired Ubisoft. Yeah, exactly. I mean, a lot of this, you've got to look behind, you, you know, we won't be able to, but you need to look behind the scenes and see if there was anything in the water beforehand. Like... I expect it wasn't, but maybe Bethesda was starting to struggle money-wise, and Microsoft come along and gone, hey, we've got you covered here. Here's some dollar-dollar, you know? It's a lot of dollar-dollar, yeah. It's it, Yeah, it's a good point. Maybe they just, it was some kind of rescue, and they didn't they didn't tell anyone about it. But it's going to bring leaps and bounds to the, play, to the Xbox platform, obviously, especially as they're going to be pushing massively their Xbox access thing. So... You know, this is essentially the Game Pass and Xbox package wrapped up in one. Xbox uh, Live package wrapped up in one. Um, and 
what they do now is any first party games that are released uh on xbox you get it as part of the game pass it's free it's you know take it if they expand that and they say you've got your xbox access for you know 15 dollars a month or whatever it is fallout 6 is coming out you'll get that as part of your bundle that's a huge seller anyone that plays all these bethesda games they're gonna absolutely lap that up i know i would absolutely and as xbox access works across pc as well it also includes that market too so you i mean i, I see obviously you know playstation are going to miss out massively and it's a very clever very clever thing but it just opens the door for this kind of behavior to be replicated on both sides right i mean playstation have already fired back they've uh they've got um a remake for metal gear solid i think coming to playstation 5 the first metal gear solid and obviously that's exclusive and there's a lot of talk of them buying out konami so any metal gear games are going to be locked on playstation and that's it what else do konami do they do a few other things don't they they do they do quite a few different games i mean the one that i'm most aware of and i doubt anyone would really care is all the Yu-Gi-Oh games oh uh, yeah yeah they do i know they do like pez as well so football market wise I, I think that's come up in recent years um as a as a as a competitor to fifa i think some people you know that's a very much a back and forward thing some years fifa is better some years pez is better i don't i don't follow that i don't like sports games but i know it's a thing they obviously do the silent hill stuff as well they make silent hill so if another silent hill does come out which it was obviously supposed to it was supposed to be a massive thing um with an all-star cast it kind of got cancelled out if they did bring that and they said, okay, cool, PlayStation only. I could see it happening. I really could. And that that's a big one because we haven't seen a Silent Hill since since the noughties, I think. I think it's been a long time since we had a Silent Hill game, right? It, it has been a long time. And I mean, that is part of the whole console war. You know, it's strengthen your battalion, get what you can behind you. It, it's just another, another way Sorry, for them I, to I, fight I, each other. Bruce, I have to say, I didn't hear what you just said. Did you say something about an Italian? Battalion. A oh, battalion. I thought you said, like, strength in the Italian <laughs> or something. Strength in your like Italians, that. everybody. <laughs> you know what? I have also just noticed, uh, doing a little bit of uh, ad hoc research, they could win. PlayStation could have a massive win if they acquire Konami. Because do you know what Konami make? Go for it. They make Dance Dance Revolution. Ooh. And that's it, isn't it? If whoever acquires that has won the next generation, right? No. Give me, give me, give me your thought process on that. So everyone likes to dance. Everyone likes revolutions. Uh, combine the two. Hello, instant victory, right? I mean, I appreciate the attempt there, like trying to prove <laughs> your point, and, and good on you for trying to prove it like that. Uh, but I would probably say that's not the greatest thing to say that they'd win because of. Viva la Dance Dance Revolution. But anyway, so that's that's where um, that's where Microsoft stand right now. You know, they're in a very good place. So hopefully it'll, it'll bring them many good tidings and I wish them the best of luck. I don't think it's going to rescue them in the next generation. I think even if people know that they're going to get sweet deals on Bethesda games on Xbox, they'll still go PlayStation 5. I do. Because... I don't know. Although the Xbox is now, you know, confirmed to have a variant coming out at £250, which I would like to say I could walk out and buy an Xbox Series X brand new for less than I could buy a three-year-old Nintendo Switch. <laughs> mm. 
Before this call, I was debating with Bruce why Nintendo stuff is so expensive and why it retains its value so much. And that just clicked in my head. I would actually save money buying an Xbox Series X over buying a Nintendo Switch. Nintendo, make your stuff more accessible if you want people like me to come on board. I'm stingy. <laughs> I, I, lo- I love that that's like, you just tell that you got so, you got so angry at that moment. Like, I would like to state that I can get the one cheaper than a three-year-old console. <laughs> it's so true. It's been out for three years and I'm sorry, what have they done? Oh, they've improved the battery. Oh, great. <laughs> I must, I must really buy it for its new faster, its new, you know, longer life battery. They've got a deal with Duracell. I don't know. But isn't that what it's you're not- doing with the Xbox? You know, these new ones all have new better battery what's all you're doing just saying battery what battery goes in an xbox the big one <laughs> a big one tesla i don't know i just like yeah. that that's that's where you got your you're like yep 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 and hold on a second i, I just realized cheaper i just realized that's crazy console. no when you think about it when you think about it like literally say i don't know games and i don't know that nintendo obviously does retain its value for like generations if I were to come in and I were to go, hold on, this is brand new. This is next gen. It's coming out right now and it's 250. That's three years old and it has, hasn't changed since the day it was launched and it's 280. Hold on a second. I see a problem with this. I don't really get. And let's look at Breath of the Wild. That game came out three years ago and it's 50 pounds. That's not right in any way of life. Any walk of. That's not. No. Mm. Anyway, let's move on because that isn't our topic. Although. You know, if my Switch endeavours don't go well now, we're doing a Nintendo-hating episode. I will not be part of the episode, I refuse. Well, let's have a Nintendo debate. That's fine with me. We can do that. Let's let's move on before we start throwing plates around. (laughs) Uh, Bruce, what's the next next talking point? Okay, so this one I'm quite excited for. It's Left 4 Dead 2. A DLC has been announced. And And why is that a big deal? I believe. Why is that a big deal? So... Left 4 Dead I'm sorry, is 11 years I sounded, old. I, I sounded really... Why is that a big deal? <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> so, Left 4 Dead is 11 years old. I'll just think about that. It's 11 years old. And they've just brought out a new DLC for it. Not to mention, the last DLC for this game was 8 years ago. That is a long, long time to wait between things. It's However, weird. this one is the massive community-made update. It's made by the community for the community, is how they put it. So, it's been years in the making. Um, It's a massive update. It's got loads of different bits in it. But the one thing that might make a lot of people happy is on the map The Last Stand. A lot of people would know, if you don't, you're too late because it's been even longer than that for Left 4 Dead 1. In The Last Stand... Is it the one on the bridge? No, The Last Stand is the lighthouse in the first one. And it is a non-winnable map. It is no escape. However, death is no longer the only option. So, Can you turn? No. So now there is apparently a way out. There is a uh, new path to salvation, as they've put it. Unfortunately, it's directly through a horde of bloodthirsty infected. So I've already downloaded this. So I am going to be playing this as soon as I can. Because I cannot wait to see how much you've got to fight through to you know to win that level because it's not a winnable level it has always been a no win death trap level i mean like i i do like it 
the fan service with games like this obviously the valve stuff there's always been things like this because because they make their stuff mostly like almost open source you know um and i i i appreciate the fact they've really blown it wide open as well because it isn't just this isn't just like a map you know it's not just like a few fixes they've apparently brought 20 new survival arenas there's a new campaign or something of a new campaign like they might have amended like bruce said the last stand has now been switched up 30 new achievements that you can actually officially unlock in the game new weapons dialogue and animations so it's not just um a few bits and pieces it's like an overhaul it's like a whole new game essentially there's enough content here to be classed as a new game that's what i'd say it's massive i mean we really do want left for dead free but for now we will live with this i mean left for dead has been one of my favorite games for a long time and i mean the other thing that's great about it is its community so on the pc especially you can download things from the steam community now I have played some games on there. So one of my favourite downloads is a Lord of the Rings Helm's Deep reenactment map. So you start at the wall and you work your way back into the castle and you ride out and you get to see Gandalf and everything. But this is all made by people in the community, which is great. But this, the fact they fought this long, again, eight years since the last DLC, and now we get a new one. I mean, it's just insane that I don't think there's ever been a game that's had an update eight years after its last one i don't think that has there, there have been some that have you know like a good couple of years like um look at uh no man's sky for example um that came out oh when was that 2015 when did no man's sky come out uh 2016 and they've just released a massive update for it which has put in so much extra content that's the kind of thing that you usually see um where you know the developers will release a big update a few years but not eight years and not by the community as well that's that's incredibly rare which just goes to show that like you say they're still there they're still they're still plugging away they're keeping the game alive and i think until they stop <laughs> valve aren't gonna bring out another one <laughs> I mean, we do really want another one. It would be great to have another one. But, I mean, th there is so much that you should really go and read the patch notes. I mean, just to lift off a couple for you. You've got new animations. You've got um, formerly unused dialogue now restored in the game. Uh, you've had PvP enhancements. So, if you've ever played the PvP, it was always a little bit buggy. They've apparently fixed that out. Um, versus Survival has now been added to the main menu. So, you don't have to go through two different menus to get to it. Um, new mutations, the rocket dude and tank run. So mutations are like uh, extra game modes. So you've got two new, two new ones. I'm assuming tank rope, tank run, tank run is going to be where every single uh, like second you've got a tank after you would be my thing. And also they've made UI improvements. So Left 4 Dead is not well known for having the greatest UI in the world or AI, or anything like that. So they have gone into that and had a really good look at it. I mean, one thing that I'll be happy for is now that uh, the AIs that you play with will now only take meds if they're over 50, rather than using their first aid kit, which is always helpful, because <laughs> that's pointless. <laughs> Do you know what? <laughs> the way... The way you worded that then, I thought you were talking like, if they are over the age of 50, then they'll take meds. <laughs> well, Bill, and I mean, you got Bill. <laughs> Pills here. Pills. 
Oh my god. So yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll give it a go because I've got. I mean, I've got Left for Dead, and it's a laugh. It's great with friends. So I'll see what it's all about. And uh, I, I don't know. It's going to draw some people back into it. I guess it's it's always clever when they announce these things because people are going to come pouring back in to to give it a go, and the playership goes up, and more people buy it, and happy days for everyone involved. But that's 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 Left for Dead too uh bruce what's the third thing have we got on the list i think it's a very big one so amazon has now announced amazon luna and it's meant to be the competitor to stadia x cloud and ps now yes because we didn't have enough game streaming services of course and now it seems like any tech giant with a uh, a networking infrastructure is is building uh, a streaming service so amazon luna is the next one of course we all saw it coming because it's amazon you know jeff bezos loves to you know to come out with new innovations and such he loves it yeah he's gonna the man just can't have enough um you've got you know amazon with their aws stuff and amazon prime and amazon tv and amazon music and the the alexa side of things and the shopping side of things and give it 10 years and the whole world would be amazon i love it but this looks like a really good service (laughs) I've, I've not really... I dabbled with PS Now. I've never had xCloud because it ain't a thing yet. Sorry, it isn't a thing yet. Uh, Stadia, no interest in Stadia. I know there's things like Shadow Gaming out there that are very, you know, a lot smaller but still do the job. So Amazon is probably one of the ones... One of the ones, you know what I mean? Alongside Microsoft's xCloud, Luna is probably going to be a, a, severe, a serious competitor just because of the infrastructure they have. This stuff relies on supercomputers and networking. You have to have a really good connection to use these things. And that's why these services are very fledgling. They're not going to do much damage at the moment because they can't. The networking isn't there. Um, everyone would need to have like super fast fiber optic for this this kind of thing to work. Um, but early doors, it looks good, you know. So you don't have to use proprietary hardware. You can use a PS, you can use a keyboard and mouse or an Xbox or a PlayStation controller. You, you can buy an Amazon Luna controller. It looks like an Xbox controller, but it's $50. Uh, it will work on a multitude of platforms, mainly Amazon-based stuff. Of course, you know, Amazon Fire tablets and Amazon Fire Stick and things like that. Um, and also PC and Mac. So, great. Um, and apparently, it's, it's set to have a really strong lineup. Ubisoft have reportedly partnered with them. Uh, and games like Valhalla and Far Cry 6 and Watch Dogs Legion are going to be available on Luna when it launches, which is a cracking deal, considering it's only going to be about $6 or about £5 a month. And that's to play in 4K at 60 frames per second. That's nuts. I mean, Bruce, we've had these discussions time and time again. Uh, obviously, we have plays, we have PCs that have the, the capabilities of running these games. We have consoles that can run these games. Would you ever pay a subscription to have the ability to play these games kind of wherever you are so you don't have to use your own tech and you don't have to pay full price for the games? Would you ever do that? Um, To be honest, I'm not too sure. I might to an extent. Um, I mean, I'm one of these people, I like to have my own stuff. So it probably wouldn't like get to me that much. But if if you could say, for example, um, I don't know, you were say yeah, obviously four G, five G, mobile networking is becoming a much bigger thing, right? 
we've had this discussion before when I think um, yeah absolutely when xCloud yeah. came out it's a much bigger thing and, and the speeds that these mobile devices are capable of is, is, is better than home internet now so if you had a, an unlimited data plan and you had a great phone um, you know not that you need a great phone you can with this kind of service you can have any old phone as long as it's got a good networking and I don't know at least at the minimum spec um, you know most phones these days you can connect to PlayStation or an Xbox controller to them with a cable or via Bluetooth in the case of PlayStation so you now with your internet you've got an unlimited package <sighs> you now have the ability to play Assassin's Creed Valhalla sitting on a bus or you know you're on a train or you are sitting you know waiting to i don't know anything would you buy into that because i probably would again i probably it really depends on the scenario for me i mean i would if i had the need for it so if i was going out more than i you know and i wasn't at home a lot and i wasn't at the computer and I, you know i wasn't going to be home for a couple of weeks and things like that then i'd probably go into it and then so i could at least play something while i'm on the move you know in the hotels where you've got nothing really to do um like you said on the trains on buses taxis etc it will give you something to do. i think the streaming services are good in a way I just wonder how long or if they're all going to survive I don't think they all will I think at least I think most would have two really good it'll be like Xbox and Sony there'll be two really good ones at the end of it so it might be say for example Luna and xCloud are there at the end it's like it's like anything it's like the consoles you know you look at the start when you had Sega and Atari and um, I'm trying not to name the main ones because they're obvious you had all these things, <laughs> all these platforms, all these companies, right? And they petered out to leave just Nintendo, Xbox, and PlayStation. PC is a different thing. Um, I'm talking about consoles here. But it'll be the same thing with the streaming services. Like you say, the best ones will obviously... A survival of the fittest, essentially. Um, and I think that right now, probably not such a big deal because no one really uses public transport anymore. No one's going out. No one's waiting in places. No one's... You know, if I could take this and sit in the office on my lunch break and play some whatever... I'll be your game for it, but obviously we don't do that anymore. So that's that's a, that's a thing. But I do think there is a market there for the people that can't afford the good tech. So um, you know, uh, when this such and such game comes out, I don't I don't have a PlayStation Five. I don't have an Xbox Series X. I can't afford a high end PC. I've got a run of the mill laptop. Great, get Amazon Luna, and you can play these games. You know, but then you kind of look at, you see the flaws in the plan. It's like, okay, well, if I don't have access to all this great tech, do I necessarily have access to great internet? Maybe I don't. So then is it low latency? Are you going to be streaming at, at like a really terrible bit rate? And then by that point, it becomes pointless playing it anyway. It swings and roundabouts and it circles and it, it, all the way through, you've got so many things to debate on this. Yeah. And I get that a lot of these guys, they get into this whole streaming thing purely as like an add-on like it's never ever gonna make up a lot of profit for amazon but they do it because they can x cloud never gonna make microsoft a lot of money but they do it because they can and things like that you know it's like a little extra thing it's nothing I, I think at the end of the day right it's not something to fuss about it's not something to give too much attention to it's gonna happen they're gonna run it loads of people will love it the majority of the people won't even give it the time of day you know that's just sort of open and shut i think isn't it it's yeah, never gonna you, you have to remember you have to remember it is still in its early phase it hasn't even been rolled out yet so it's still in 
well, we'll call it the planning phase. It's still in the planning phase. And, you know, it, we'll have to wait and see when it comes out. Will it will it survive or will it die off? Like, you know, there's been numerous consoles where you're meant to be able to stream it from their side and it's gone down and then all yeah. of a sudden it's got disappeared. Like, what was it? It was like the Uwa or the Uvar? Oh, the Uya was, was a yeah. different thing. Yeah, the Uya was a weird one. That was like an Android console. You could only bet, you could only get like little mini games on it it was terrible yeah, although you know it wasn't, it mean, wasn't streaming it wasn't it wasn't a streaming thing it was you downloaded them and such but every game was was terrible and it was so it was just these tiny little indie games although indie games aren't bad those ones were and there was another one that came out around the same time i can't remember what it was but yeah there's there's loads of these services out there i do agree like geforce now and you know stadia xcloud ps now there's there's one for everything everyone's trying to get in on it and i think that's partly what drives it you know if you're going to have one, so am I. And it's everyone out doing the other. Yeah. But I don't know. And like I said, we'll have to wait and see where it goes because it might be one of the best things to ever happen to gaming or it could just go and gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. We can but wait and see and see what happens. But, you know, now Amazon's got one. We've got PS now, xCloud Stadia. Yet we'll probably see many more services come out that aren't linked to big companies, you know. I think we should make one. <laughs> the loot. <laughs> Just call it the loot. <laughs> I, don't I don't know what we'd call it, but let's make one. Okay, cool. So we'll shut the book on that. Amazon Luna, uh, wish you the best of luck again. Let's see what you come out with. But I probably won't invest. Uh, and if I do, it'll just be a gimmicky one-month subscription just to see what it's like. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'll probably be the same on that. Yeah, because I like I've got home internet, which is which is fairly good. So I think I could probably run it at a stable rate, and it will be okay. I'd do it to try it. You know, I've done it with PS now, so why not do it with that as well? Okay, so the last talking point, Bruce. What have we got today? So the last talking point, and this is going to be one of our favourites, I'm sure, is the Xbox and PlayStation pre-order fiasco. Yes. Anyone who is anyone, anyone in gaming, anyone who's got kids that game or siblings that game, anyone that's interested at all in getting one of these consoles knows exactly what's going on right now. Pre-orders are selling out as fast as they go live. Websites are crashing everywhere as as people try and pour in in, in the millions to secure these consoles, you know, for Christmas. as is the same rush every time they come out. You've got scalpers everywhere buying up their pre-orders with the sole intention of selling them on for as much as they can get. Um, we've seen PlayStation 5s on eBay for as much as $1,500, and they will sell. You believe they will sell, um, and it is unfortunately one of the darkest things about new consoles is that there are there is a, a there is a, a you know a massive group of people who they just want to make the profit. They're not obviously legitimate buyers. They want to drive it up so that little Johnny, whose parents couldn't get him a pre-order for Christmas, they go on eBay and they pay a thousand dollars just to, you know, make his dreams come true. It's a sad, it's a sad fact, but it's it's a common thing in gaming, isn't it, Bruce? Oh, uh, it is. And one, th- the thing that I hate most, and it goes across anything, whether it's gaming or anything else, is scalpers. I think they're all scum. I really think they're all scummy. They you know, are. I, I know that some people, you know, you get trade buyers. There are people that they make a living off of things like this. You know, there are the professional buyers out there that they will go on to eBay or Facebook Marketplace and things like that. They'll buy things and sell them on for a higher profit. That's a legitimate thing. But that's a but little bit this, different, though. This, yeah, this, that's what I'm saying. This is kind of, it's almost malicious. You know, there's millions of people desperate to get them and you're 
you're just you're 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 hawking it. You're deliberately buying them just to, just to make a profit, and you know the people that you're selling it to. The only reason they're buying it is because they have no other choice. They are desperate. And nine times out of ten, it's going to be a family. It's going to be someone buying it for their kids. It's going to be someone who couldn't get one anywhere else for love nor money. And it's kind of dark. It really is. There's no way you can avoid it. There is no way you can stop it. It's just one of the harsh realities of, of consumerism. That's that's all it is, really. The only thing so, I would say, the only way that any of this is going to stop is just not to buy from them. Whether you get it or not on the day of release or you buy it from someone, do not buy it from someone that's selling it at like three times the price because you're just giving them what they want and then they do it again. So say, for example, I was one of these scalpers. I brought five pre-orders. You know, what, what are they like? What are they again? 350 quid, weren't they? Something like that? 350. The yeah. PlayStation 5 hasn't fully been announced yet, I think, has it? I can't remember. Well, let's say let's say it was 350 per thing, and I've brought five of them. I've got about 1.7 there that I've spent. And if I sell each one for 1,500, I sell one. I've made all my money back, and then a little bit extra. So yeah. It, and then obviously Timmy and his parents go online and go, "We'll buy one," because nowhere else seems to have any. And it it's just really scummy. And personally, yeah. I think that place like ebay and things like that should police it because with what's going on in the world at the moment you know there was the whole fiasco of people buying toilet rolls and then selling a single toilet roll for like a hundred yeah. quid there were some laws put out for that like if you were using the coronavirus to ramp up prices mm. deliberately you you could get fined and i think they should do the same with this because it's just not on it's just disgusting behavior in yeah. my opinion it's gaming though isn't it like they, they don't care if it doesn't affect them the people that make the laws are the people that say gaming is also the heathen the devil you know? yeah true <laughs> but then again they could stop things yeah. like timmy's parents getting scammed out of money because Boris of johnson's case. got kids isn't he yeah imagine well you know you just break the law and get it another way let's be honest um I don't but, know why I shouted that. I'm not. We're not getting <laughs> political. <laughs> I don't know why it was Boris Johnson. He doesn't make laws, does he? Well, um, I mean, not well, not I mean, passing yeah, or something. Uh, anyway, we don't, we don't do we don't know don't politics, do politics. So we should, let's I not just, pretend we do. I just googled as well. So the PlayStation Five standard is 450. The digital edition is 350. That's crazy when you think that the play the Xbox Series X is a hundred pounds cheaper. Straight away, Xbox is Xbox is really pulling out all the stops to try and draw it back in. They've got the most expensive console for a lower price, and you can get it on this crazy monthly package that gives you Xbox access and gold. And they've just bought a Zenimax. Uh, they're, they're trying. They really are trying. <laughs> well, let's be honest. They lost the last generation war in yeah. a most spectacular fashion. Yeah, and they also did. with Halo Infinite being delayed. You know what I'm saying? They have no flagship. Um, but I mean, the pre-order side of things. A lot of the companies are now blaming Xbox and PlayStation for not having enough um, units. You're never going to have enough. Oh, yeah, you'll like, never have enough. You know, you're not going to make... Well, what was it? There's 2 billion gamers, approximately. You're not going to make 2 billion units straight away. Just go, there's your 2 billion. Everyone can have one. Because I'm not going to buy one straight away. So there's one already coronavirus. wasted. Coronavirus shuts factories down, man. Mm-hmm. I know, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing. So the last one I brought at launch was the Xbox One, and I paid £420 for it, and I got it with, uh, you know, a bunch of games. Oh, sorry, the console was 420 but I probably paid like 600 because I got extra games and things with it as well. Um, and I don't remember it being a terrible experience, but there's always those teething issues. 
um you know we've spoken about them before on the show like when the playstation 4 came out a lot of people were getting the white light of death uh or the blue light of death whichever one it was um there why were overheating issues death? huh why is it always something of death because you know? it's the worst thing i know um, but it's like the red ring of death because your console has died uh, I just I just don't understand why it's always on death. <laughs> okay, so I remember when the PS4 came out and it was getting the 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 blue light of a troubling circumstance, <laughs> and it had overheating issues, and the controller, the thumbsticks were like wearing out. The thumbstick and, of death. Yeah, the thumbstick of death. It's like you kind of want to avoid that. You know, I don't think the Xbox was all that bad, but if I'd have waited a little bit, they then detached the connect from the bundle because it was a useless piece of, it was terrible. Um, and then it, it automatically went down by like 50 pounds within like weeks. And obviously I missed out on that discount. So I'm of the stance now that I'm going to wait because I don't necessarily need it straight away. You've got a lot of backwards compatibility. You've got a lot of games coming out on both. So far, there's very little games that are exclusive to either one. Um, sorry, I mean, you know, each one's got his exclusive games, but they're also old gen as well. Like, I'm not going to be able to get Valhalla only on PS5. I can get it on Xbox One or PS4 or even PC, you know. I don't need to invest straight away, so I won't. Give it a year. I might look on a Black Friday deal and pick up a PS5, but I'm not going to I'm not gonna rush myself for it. I'm not going to push to the front of the queue and, you know, dollars in hand or, you know... Smash Granny over and... the head with an hammer to get it, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't, I don't care. I'm not going to be sitting there on launch day up at the window waiting for the delivery man to come. You know, package. I'm not going to be waiting for him to turn up at the door like frothed at the bit. Because <laughs> although I'm a I'm a massively passionate, hugely passionate gamer, I'm not I'm not going to degrade myself to you know. Yeah, but there's, the there's passion, and then there's toxicity, which we've spoken about in an earlier episode as well. You know what I mean? It's a spectrum of passion. There are people who live, breathe, and eat video games, and they will be—they've got their pre-orders in, and all their games are pre-ordered. They're already licking the windows. Up. They started saving up. What? <laughs> They're already there, licking the windows, waiting. Oh, okay. I wonder what you said then. <laughs> They—they've been saving up since last generation. You know, they've already. They, I know. I knew a guy. There was a guy on uh, on Twitter, I think, or something like that. He's already traded in his old stuff, and it's just patiently awaiting the new ones to come out because he didn't want the trade value of his stuff to drop. So he got it in ahead of time. It's like that's a bit much, isn't it? Like, I mean, I'm going to deprive myself of gaming for the next two months just so I can get it cheap when it comes out. You know, it it really depends because it might be his circumstances. Maybe he needs to do that to afford it. I mean, he might not. I mean, he might just be like, I've got to have the new stuff, but I will wait patiently here and while I wait. But yeah, maybe I maybe it is the case. Like a lot of parents. If they're going to get a new console, might go the route of trading it in first and then using that to buy the new one. It's not a bad strategy. It's hard if it's but Christmas. It's definitely you hard. Can't, you can't keep it a secret if it's Christmas and you've got to trade in the other one. Yeah. We no, used to have that all the time. We used to have that all the time when I used to work in uh, a video games retail store. Um, you'd get people coming in for you know they're obviously getting it for christmas and stuff and I, you know the kid would would be there right then it's like where's your christmas surprise <laughs> but i guess just getting it's good enough right you know i mean i'm i'm gonna wait i'm gonna wait for the games to come out i'm gonna wait for everyone who's day one to play stress test it for me and bug test it for me i'm gonna yeah. wait until it goes I mean, down in that, price I mean, that's, a good, that's a good point as well buying it on the day of release you're not gonna you, you know you're gonna be one of these people that might experience the bugs so again, waiting for it. 
allow other people to get the bugs so you know what to look out for and things and wait for them to update and say we've released the ps5 slim all yeah. new fixes yeah exactly and for me um everything that i want to play i've got covered you know there is nothing after november at the moment that i want to play um you've got valhalla you've got watchdogs you've got cyberpunk and black ops there's nothing else i want to play so why do i need to push to get one of these new consoles just to play the games that i can already play but in slightly better definition there's no point there is no point no completely agree with that there's just no point in doing it and like i said the people that chase clarity for the people that have gone out and pre-ordered the 3090 and they've gone out and bought 8k tvs i don't think they exist but they've gone out and bought 8k tvs because thinking that it's going to be the next thing and they're spending thousands and it, okay for the people that chase the pixels you know it's not it's not can't really our eyes my, not my see life. that high up isn't there a, isn't there a thing that our eyes can't see a frame rate a certain thing the human eye can't detect frames past 60 frames per second Exactly. It can't get, like, more smooth. If you're looking at a game and you're going, oh, I've got 250 FPS, that's great, but you can't detect a difference between 250 and 60. People say they can, but they can't. They're liars. <laughs> so if you do it, you're liars out there. I'm, I'm calling you out now, and I'll fight you. You're liars. <laughs> He'll throw hands. He'll throw hands, boys and girls. He'll we throw will hands. throw hands at the, the FPS liars. But that's, but that's it, isn't it? You know, we'll see what happens when it comes out. We'll see how quickly they sell out, how, how empty the shelves are. As always, it's, you know, there could be, uh, there could be, well, let's see which one pushes for a Black Friday thing first. Let's see if there's any companies out there that go, you know what, this brand new PS5, we're going to knock £100 off. Black Friday only. People have done it and people will do it. So we'll see. Well, they're coming out in November, aren't they? So that might be that, maybe that's what they're waiting for. Maybe it will come out. On Black Friday. 2013, Xbox One came out and PS5, PS4 came out. A year later on Black Friday, both were putting out bundles slashed by like £150. And they were selling crazy fast. So maybe that's the sweet spot. Wait I a mean, year, get you Black Friday. Black, Fri- like Black Friday is one of these things that, if you think about it, can be exceedingly scary. Because you've got people that go absolutely ape for it all. Like... What was it a couple of years ago? Some literally, some old woman got smashed in the head of a hammer. <laughs> because <laughs> don't laugh. I didn't laugh. You laughed. Well, I did. I'm talking to myself. Okay. Don't laugh at that. But um, you know, in all seriousness, there were people that got trampled and li- literally trampled to death for a cheap TV, Stop for a cheap laughing. console. It's I I personally like Black Friday is one of these things that I. I don't go out on Black Friday because I'm afraid that I'm going to be one of those people that get bashed in the air on now. Well, this year you won't have that, will you? Oh no, that's true. I'll so go out. Right, this, no it's fine. I'm going out on Black show. Friday. Then everyone, I'll be out. <laughs> now you're a target. But then again, especially with everything going on at the moment, imagine the length of the queues. You yeah, know, social think, distance queues. Think about um, like we we went to Gunwolf Keys, right? Portsmouth for the Americans, it's a shopping center. Um, and for American. a couple of the shops, well, a lot of English people know where Portsmouth is, weren't they? It's the mall. <laughs> it's the mall. Um, you know, there are a lot of shops that had like 45-minute queues and things like that going into them. And that's yeah. before Black Friday. There was, mind- a queue, there was a queue to get into the shopping centre itself. So, it was terrible. We thought there was some sort of event going on before we realised what time of the year it was. Well, not what time well, of the year what was it was. Going on. Before we but, realised, you know, the current climate. But that's, you know, well, I mean, 
we'll see what happens. We'll see how it all plays out. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm not buying one. I'm going to wait. I'm not going to go for a scalper or anything. I'm going to yeah, chill. No, I'm going to wait for mine as well. I'll probably buy a Switch, but I'm not buying into a <laughs> PS5 or an Xbox Series X for at least, at least a whole 12 months. Yeah, at least. I, I probably won't. If, if I do get one of the next-gen consoles, I want to wait a year, see what comes out, see which one seems to be better, Yeah, and then go for one of the two. I'll probably get PS5 just because it looks cooler. The DreamSense controller. DreamSense. DualSense controller looks looks fantastic. Well, it's a dream to have the DualSense. Um, the, uh, the console itself looks great. You know, good good power behind it and, and a strong lineup of games. Hopefully they'll bring out some of the stuff that I'm absolutely begging for, like a new kill zone. A new kill zone would be incredible. Uh, I've always wanted a new getaway, but I doubt they'll do that because it's too niche. Uh, we're in, uh, inevitably going to get a Last of Us Part 3 in a few years as well. And there's there's all the there's all the exclusive stuff on the back of that. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'd probably go for a PS5 as well because again, a lot of Xbox stuff does come to the PC like relatively quickly. Well, everything will now. So, if everything I get a console, console it's going to be the PS5 because I've got what I want on the PC. Yeah, uh, but that's it. That's all of our news articles for today. We've gone through four things. So, recap: Microsoft has brought Zenimax Media for seven point five billion, which now means it has. Uh, ownership of Fallout, Elder Scrolls, Wolfenstein, Dishonored, and so on and so forth. Uh, Left 4 Dead 2 has had its first DLC in eight years, built by the community for the community, expands the game massively. Amazon Luna is coming out with a competitor to Stadia, xCloud, PS Now, GeForce Now, in that you can now use their processing power to play games on any device that's compatible. Very good thing. It's very, very cheap too. And Xbox 5 and... Xbox 5? Sorry. Xbox. <laughs> oh, these names. That's a good point. Sorry, just before we go, just before we go, Xbox has apparently had a big hoo ha because people are very confused with the naming conventions. Xbox One X, Xbox Series X. There was a huge increase in sales on Amazon for the Xbox One X when pre orders for the Series X went live. So, obviously, Xbox, <laughs> you guys you guys need to really sort out your naming conventions because. Or people, people need to read. People are getting visibly confu- <laughs> confused out there. Well, if you don't know, if you're, you know, we used to get it all the time. People come into the shop, I want your latest playstation one or like i said your xbox four or the new nintendo playstation or something (laughs) there's some people they just see they see the letters and the words and they go right that looks right they they see an xbox one x and go right 350 quid they see like 350 quid that's gotta be it let's go get it sorry i clapped really loud i don't know why i did that um but that's it. Okay, that's cool. That's done. Finished. Bruce, uh, what are we talking about in the next episode? So our next episode is a special episode, but it's one that's really close to our hearts. It's the Fallout special. Now, we'll be twinning this with our month of Fallout theme. Given that all but two of the franchise's games came out in October, um, and it's where it all started, so don't miss out. I'm very excited because I absolutely am I'm such a diehard fan of Fallout. I, I just cannot get enough of it we had our uh, generation celebration our loop before you leap game awards and fallout 4 was our game of the entire generation the best game we've played in the last seven years fallout 4 without a doubt thousands of hours incredible so uh, it's annoying because it's the only one that launched well that and 76 but who mentions 76? we don't talk about 76. they're the only ones that launched outside of october but this is still the month of fallout fallout one two three New Vegas, uh, there's some others, the little miniature ones. They all came out in October and Fallout started in October, October 10th, 1997. So we are going to be 
visiting that franchise in earnest, talking about our favorite moments, talking about the best characters, companions, storylines, Easter eggs, everything, expansions, the whole thing, top to bottom, blown out wide. So make sure you guys step in, have a little, you know, uh, twin up with us. Um, what is it? Stand by. Please stand by. Please, Please stand, stand by. by. I'll put it up somewhere. It's fine. But thank you guys for joining us this week on Loop Before You Leap, episode 13. Uh, we'll see you next week. Farewell. See you later, guys. Thank you very much for joining the Loop Before You Leap podcast today. We'll be back next week with another episode. In the meantime, make sure you reach out and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, or find us at loopbeforeyouleap.com. See you next time. <laughs>